Hello, testing, there we go. All right, if you want to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 9, that's where we're going to start this year is Luke chapter 9. In verse 28. You know, could we, could I get a couple of guys to just move this table just a little bit to the side because it may, uh, it may get in my way. All right, so Luke chapter nine, you know, as I was I was praying about this, uh, how we should start the year, uh, where we should start in the word, you know, it just it was a little bit of a struggle Um, and we had a, a busy, busy week, all kinds of things going on, some of them just family plans that we'd already made and had had to do you know when you give your kids a gift and tell them you're going to go on a trip uh before christmas vacation is over you have to take it <laughs> uh so we did a little short trip and uh fit that in along with uh serving a family yesterday for for a funeral uh some of you may remember uh, troy leslie uh that he went to be with the lord in december and so had a wonderful celebration here yesterday with him and uh, his family and honoring him, and so um, busy week. But as I was as I was getting out some chairs, <laughs> this is this is when the Lord spoke this word to me, and it was the word awaken. It was the word awaken, and so it was interesting that this morning, if you don't mind me sharing your little testimony, sir. You know, Dan came up and, and most of the time, the, just FYI, uh, the worship team usually, we take communion before the service just because it's, you know, you're playing the guitar, the drums, and you know, it's just, it's all going on. So we try to, we try to take that before we gather that way, just so you know that we're not being left out. I know you were worried about that. Most of you are like, man, they, they're not ever giving them the communion. Um, how did they ever receive communion? Um, well, we do it beforehand. And so Dan came up and just said, hey, I just got this story to tell. And it was a story of the song called, what is it, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again by Danny Gokey, Gorky, Gokey, I don't know. Um, and so Danny, Danny Gokey, and I've heard the song, so I, I just didn't know who the artist was. But, uh, you know, and the story of that song is how there was a, if I screw this up, correct, say, no, it's basically there was a, a woman who had heart surgery, and it was going to be no problem, yet they went through the surgery, and... The doctor did everything they good. They sewed her back up and her heart still wasn't beating. So he reached down into her ear and her, he whispered in her ear again. And so the nurses or someone said, hey, what, what were you doing? And he said, well, I was, I was telling her that it's okay for her heart to beat again. And so after that, her heart began to beat. Uh, and that's what that song is based upon. So, you know, I, I really take that as a confirmation that God is saying, I want things to awaken. So I don't know if it's if you got something in your life that needs to wake up. I don't know if you're just totally spiritually asleep. Maybe it's just as my wife was praying beforehand, you know, that that dreams have, you know, have kind of died or have you kind of let them go. I don't know what it is, but God's saying today, hey, it's time to let them come awake. It's time to awaken things that have been put to sleep or things that have been dead. And so, you know, death is really no problem for Jesus. 
You know, I'm reading a book. Uh, I read uh, I read books to my kids every night, and as they get older, they read a little bit more in depth books. You know, you start with Good Night, Good Night Construction Site, which is an awesome book. That's, that book can still make me cry. Uh, so check it out. <laughs> good Night, Good Night Construction Site. Okay, because it's like, you know, at some point they're too old and then you really cry when you read it because they don't want to read it anymore. So, <clears throat> and, but as I'm reading a book, uh, we, we're reading a, a fantasy book. Uh, it's an allegorical book, kind of like the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. It's by a, a gentleman named John White who wrote books that were very similar to the Chronicles of Narnia and they have a Christ figure in there. I know I've told you about this, but... For those of you that this is your first time to hear about it, there's a Christ figure in there named Gaal. Uh, and Gaal is the shepherd. He's the son of the emperor over the high seas. And, you know, he dies and rises again and all kinds of stuff. It's a little bit different, but it's, you know, it's the story of Jesus. It's the victory of Jesus. And there's a part at the end of this book that we were just finishing. It's number whatever. And uh, the king dies and he is ushered into the presence of Gaul in his, in his heaven place, so to speak. And everyone's there watching and they say, put this new thing on, on the king. And, and all the people who are there are like, well, but he's dead. And then the figure Jesus, Gaul, says this, oh, no, death does my bidding. And it's just a good reminder, hey, that, that death is not a problem for Jesus because he conquered death. And so death is, is underneath uh, the authority of Jesus. And so that there, there's nothing going on that's not under his authority, that is not under his power. And so if things have died in your life, I'm not talking about physically dead, although God does raise people from the dead sometimes, but you know, there's things that have died in your life that death does the bidding of Jesus. And so if Jesus says, hey, I want that to come back to life, then it's going to come back to life. And so I don't know what you need awakened in your life, but I pray that this year, this month, this beginning to this year, that things would begin to stir. And so I want us to look at Luke chapter 9, verse 28, because there's something about being awakened here that you may have never seen before. Luke nine twenty-eight, Holy Spirit, we invite you to open the word of God as we read it. It says this, about eight days after Jesus had said this, he was talking about his death. Um, to his disciples. He took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. So there's only three here. There's not all the disciples. This is not for everybody. It was just for these three. They were kind of like his inner circle. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus and they spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. So what happens? Just, just so you know, this, is, this really happened. This is not just an interesting story. Hi. <laughs> um, you, you're in here. So there was going to be a story about my wife, but now there's not. So <laughs> sorry to disappoint you all. That's reserved for the guests in the back, the special guest. But you can take it. Uh, so, so get this picture here. What's going on here? Let's get back to the Bible. Uh, get this picture that's going on. Jesus is on the mountain, and suddenly he starts shining so bright, kind of like heaven's glory is coming through him. It's like a little bit of his godness 
shining through his humanity, and his, even his clothes are lit up. And it says Moses and Elijah show up, and they're talking about what Jesus is about to do. I mean, Moses and Elijah and Jesus are on the mountain, and they're having this discussion about Jesus going to the cross and about what he's going to face and all. You know, we don't know what the conversation, what they said, but it's just a fascinating thing that Jesus is having a conversation with Moses and Elijah. Of course, you've got two pictures from the Old Testament in there. Moses is a picture of the law. And Elijah is the picture of the prophet. You could look at it another way as a picture of the Word of God and Elijah representing the moving of the Spirit of God. So Peter, so that's what's going on here. So get this, never seen this verse before in my life. It says this, Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake. Did you catch that right there? Here's the deal. All the amazing stuff was already going on. It was already happening. But they were still asleep to it. They were kind of there. You know, in that state, you know, when your children wake you up and you want to keep sleeping. I don't know, maybe some of you don't have that problem. When you have a child who's a morning person and nobody else in the family is. And you're like, where did you come from? Uh, Probably one of your grandpas or something. So... um, you know, where you're, you're kind of awake, but you're not. And your kids might tell you something. You're like, did that really happen? Or you hear something happen? Did, did something happen when I was, was kind of awake? And so that's, that's kind of how the disciples were in this moment. They're like, they're in this moment and amazing stuff is going on. I mean, Moses and Elijah are up there talking with the Son of God on a mountain. And he's shining brightly, revealing his glory. And they're like, what, 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 what's going on? So when they became fully awake... Then they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And I, I, get, I love this little parenthesis here. He did not know what he was saying. <laughs> you know, he's just so overwhelmed. It's like he just starts talking. You, you have those people in your life? Okay, uh, they just start talking. So that's Peter. He just starts talking. So while Peter is speaking, in, in verse 34, it says, While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. I mean, this is just an awesome encounter. And a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anybody, anyone at that time what they had seen. You know, later on in, in the book of 1 John, if you'll look at the early first chapter of 1 John, John actually talks about this encounter. 1 John 1. He talks about seeing glory and things that, you know, you know we've seen His presence, we've seen all this, we've seen His light. You know, and that's where he he starts off that whole book about light and darkness and all that. It's based on his encounter with Jesus on the mountaintop. And so there's a lot of ways you can go in this section, but we're talking about being awake and fully awake. I believe that some of us, myself included, we're sometimes just kind of like the disciples. It's not that we're totally asleep to what God is doing, but we're very sleepy. 
we're, we're not totally missing everything, but we're, you know, things are going on and we're like, what is, what is that? I think God's doing something, but I'm not quite sure. You know, or we're trying, man, I'm trying to, have you ever been in a dream where you're trying to wake up? You know those dreams where you're like, how do I get out of the, how do I wake up? And you, you try to wake up in the dream and you, you're still asleep. Or you wake up in the dream, then later on you find out you were actually still asleep. You thought you were awake, but you weren't really awake. You're still dreaming. And so spiritually, that can happen to us too. Is sometimes we have things happen where we're, we know we're asleep. We know we're in this place, that, but we don't, we're like, how do we get out of this? How do I, I need, I need someone to awaken me. I need something happen where get me out of what I'm in so that I can come alive to what, what God is really doing in my life, to what's going on all around me. The disciples were sleeping through one of the most amazing encounters that could happen on earth. But when they became fully awake, then they saw. Then there was revelation. And so, in order to get revelation, you first have to have awakening many times. You need to come awake so you're like, man, I, do, I, just, I just can't figure this out. I can't, I, I don't know what to do. It's, it's a little bit confusing. And so, God says, hey, guess what? You need to come awake. You know, Ephesians 5.14 says, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will, sh- what? Shine on you. Maybe a reference to this, this passage as well for the transfiguration. You know, that, like this is the only time on earth where Jesus showed his godness in terms of his, you know, actually a physical appearance. You know, every other time Jesus looked like a normal human, human male. 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 through 11. Let's go, let's go to a few scriptures here. It says this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 through 11. Do I have that one in there? Actually, I didn't put them in, so I don't even know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn in my Bible. I think. 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 through 11. It says this, But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. So it's actually talking about the return of Jesus. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So there's a declaration of our identity as sons and daughters of the king. We're not darkness anymore. We're light. It says that in Ephesians 5, right before it says, Awake, O sleeper, and and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So here's the deal. You have to quit declaring over yourself that you're dark. Well, I'm just, this is just the way I am. Oh, this is, you know, I'm just a, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just a sinner. I'm just, I'm just this. I'm just this. I'm, I'm all this. And so guess what? God in the Bible, several places says, no, you were. You were, but now you are. It doesn't matter if your spouse believes it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if your kids believe it. No, what you really are, you are now light. You belong to the day. You don't belong to the darkness. You don't belong to the enemy. You don't belong to the kingdom of darkness. It says in Colossians that we've been rescued from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the son that he loves. You're not that anymore. It doesn't matter if you've still got habits. It doesn't matter if you still fall into some old patterns. That's not you. It no, That person doesn't exist anymore. And you actually have the power to live in the way that Jesus says you can live. So you're children of light. And it says in verse 6, So then, 
Because, in other words, because of who you are, because of who God has made you, so then let us not be like others. Again, it doesn't start with performance. It starts with identity. Who are you? I'm light. Start declaring that over yourself. I'm a, I'm a child of the light. I am a child of the king. I am a child of freedom. I am a son of the living God. For those who sleep... Okay, so, so then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who are asleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. In the Bible, apparently they only got drunk at night. We know that people do it in the morning now, but whatever. The idea is, you know, late night parties, staying up, getting drunk. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober. In other words, let us not have anything to hinder our interaction with the Lord. Putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. I wanted to read this, this the whole passage there, the whole scripture. Uh, Romans thirteen and verse eleven says this. We'll read this one on the, on the screen here. Romans thirteen eleven. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, the program reset, so that's okay. So, we still don't got the new computer up, boys. Um, Romans 13 and 11 says this. Do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. So, hey, guess what? That's still true today. This was written a couple thousand years ago, but it's still true today. Our final salvation is nearer now. Jesus is coming back. Nobody knows the day or the hour. I'm not making predictions. We're not guessing the week. We're not figuring out some secret code in the Bible and all this mumbo jumbo that Jesus already said. Nobody knows the day or the hour, but he says, hey, guess what? You'll recognize the time. You'll sense it in your spirit. So I believe that as believers in Jesus, we sense there's things happening right now in the spirit realm. There's things stirring in our world and we're getting closer and closer. And so what that means is we need to be awake. Now is not the time to spiritually sleep. Now is not the time to to just coast through life. No, now is the time to be awake to what God is doing and to not be like the disciples on the mountain who are kind of stumbling around and God is doing something right in front of them and they can't see it. They were God was present but they were not aware. So here's here's the first thing that has to happen is is I believe God wants to awaken us to the voice of the Father. Isn't it interesting what happens on this mountain? The one the first thing they hear after they see Elijah, they see Moses, they see Jesus, Peter starts talking and God has to interrupt him. He's like, "Look, look, it's not for you to talk right now basically." <laughs> You know, it's sometimes even good to just stop praying on your side. 
I'm not telling you not to pray. You understand that? But sometimes we just have to be quiet. We're, we're like got this dialogue going on. God, 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 Lord, 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 Jesus, 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 Father, Jesus, what, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, hold on. I need to talk. I need to say something. <laughs> and so, but one of the first things that happens when you awaken is you hear the voice of the Father. You know, if there's no other thing that we get awakened to this year or this, this season in our life, is if we can hear the voice of God the Father speak to us. Man, that's powerful. One of the things that makes uh, the Sozo ministry that we've started, and if you have questions about that, see my, my wife or John or David Stacy. Um, but the whole point of it is this, is you get connected and you hear what God the Father is saying. You hear what Jesus is saying. You hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because I can say all kinds of things to you. But one sentence from the Father can change everything. One sentence from God the Father can transform a life. You know, we can preach at someone till we're blue in the face, but they hear one word from God and it, it changes you forever. That's how we get saved. It's like we, we finally hear God. It's not because the preacher was so good. It's not because the, the song was so good. If it was a song, it's not because of anything other than the voice of the Father gets through. And we hear God finally speaking and we hear him and he's speaking truth. He's speaking what is true. And so my prayer for you is that you would awaken to the voice of of Father God. If Father's a bad word for you, if it's a hard word for you, He understands. He says, guess what? I'm greater than your hurt. I'm going to reveal what Father really is meant to be in your life. So we want to awaken to the voice of the Father. Number two is awaken to the Word and the Spirit. There was a, you know, the, one of the first things they saw, I talked about that earlier, was you got a lot, Moses and you got Elijah. You got the law and the prophets. And in many times in the Old Testament, the law was talking about the written word of God. So I'm going to make a little, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to say that we need to awaken to the word and the spirit. You need both. You need both. If you've got the word without the spirit, it says, it says the word without the spirit is, 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 can bring death. In Corinthians. But the spirit about the word, without the word, can bring deception. And so you need the word and the spirit. I need to be awake to the word of God. I need to be awake to the Holy Spirit in my life. And so my prayer is that we be awakened to the word of God. We be awakened to the spirit of God. Uh, Number three is awakened to our giftings and callings. You know, some of us are, are called to things and... We don't even know it. And we just need to wake up. And it starts with the voice, obviously. The voice of the Father God to say, Why am I here? Why are you still here? Why did God not kill you when you got saved? I mean, if the goal was just to get you to heaven, there's no reason for you to still be living. But if that's not the only goal, that's part of it, sure, absolutely. But if that's not the only goal, why are you still here after you met Jesus? Why has he called you to still be breathing? Why are you living life? What is your purpose in life? Why? What is he calling you to do? What has he gifted you to do? And some of us, we don't even know. And so, again, 
It's a matter of saying, I'm, I'm going to wake up to what God has called me to. Awaken to what God has gifted me in. So begin to ask Him. You know, the disciples, Peter, James, and John, those guys became three of the greatest apostles that there ever were. I mean, those are the guys, you know, John, you know, he's the, the, the one whom Jesus loved. I mean, he had the book of Revelation on video, on an island, you know, and wrote it down. I mean, he wrote the Gospel of John. Here's Peter, who looks like a fool, but turns out to be the most amazing spokesman for God, who ushers in the, the first salvation in the church on the day of Pentecost. Uh, James was there too. He did some cool stuff. <laughs> we don't know about much, as much about James. He's not the one that wrote the book of James. So again, you know, there's, there's all this stuff that happens, but it happened because they were awakened to who they were created to be. They were awakened to who God had called them to be. They were awakened to their giftings and what God had blessed them with. And so it, it does pay to say, God, why am I here? What, what's my purpose? And guess what? You're calling. Everybody's not called to do something in the, in the church, so to speak. Cause you, you, there's all kinds of ministry. If ministry only happens in like four walls or just gatherings in homes or different things, then, you know, the message doesn't get out. The truth of Jesus doesn't get out. But if we are all as the body of Christ doing what we're called to do, then we've got a whole body functioning exactly like it should. You know, when things aren't functioning right, you know, you, you notice, uh, I'm going to use not a body illustration, but a house illustration. You know, last week our water heater went out. Okay? You know what? Let me tell you. I don't, I don't ever think about the water heater. Do you? <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think about your water heater when you get in the shower? No. I just turn on the shower and I expect the water to be hot. But here's the deal. When the water heater's not working, you know something is wrong. <laughs> If you try to get in the shower, you're like, what is going on here? <laughs> Just needs a little bit more time. Am I in Honduras? Am I on the wrong stall in Honduras? That's what I think. You know, because there's one that's warm. <laughs> so when you go on the Honduras trip, if you're new, guess what? And you're a guy, uh, I'll show you which one to go into first. Okay, don't worry. You need the experience. Uh, you need the cold one first. Then you appreciate the hot one. Well, there's semi-hot one. Um, but here's the deal. You know, you don't ever think about the water here till you need it. And so there's, there's something that's not working. And so here's the deal. We don't want to wait in our lives till like something is not working and we have to deal with it. It's like we want that thing engaged. We want our giftings and our callings just functioning because then they function and, and, and we do exactly what we're meant to do. We become who we're meant to be. And so, you know, we don't want to have, we want to have ourselves fully functioning in our giftings and our callings. And as we do that, as we discover that together, as we discover that in community, as we encourage one another, you know, here's the deal. If you see something in somebody, call it out of them. Speak it out. Say, I see this in you. I mean, can you imagine? And we have a, we've got a great church. I'm not, I'm not knocking us at all. I'm saying we can go further in this. You know, if we see people and we're like, it's, you know, look, we can all pick out, look, there's a 20 things wrong with me right now that we could point out, I'm sure. But what if there's one thing that we could say, hey, I see this in you. And rather than first starting with the things that you aren't, I'm going to start with the things that you already are. I'm going I'm to start with what God has placed inside of you and say, hey, I see this in you. 
I, I see a gift in you. And call it out. Because sometimes when someone just says something, it can spark something in us. So look around at somebody. Find somebody. Maybe it's just your family. Maybe it's someone you know. Maybe it's your neighbor. You know, call it out of them. You know, speak something. Declare God's word. And again, that goes into hearing God's voice. Sometimes God will tell you things. The voice, when you're awakened to the voice of the Father, he'll, he'll start talking to you about other people. And sometimes he might say, hey, tell them what I'm saying. That's prophecy. That's all prophecy is, is sharing the heart of God with words. Because it, it's meant to draw people. You know, in Ephesians 1, it says, you know, I pray that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. What? In the knowledge of God, to know Him better. So whenever there's a revelation of God, it's not meant so you can be amazed at the revelation. It's not meant so you can be thrilled about the amazing thing God did. It's so you get to know His heart better. Because it's when you get to know His heart that then your heart begins to beat with His heart and then you can begin to share His love as He shares His love. Some of us might need to just wake into the revelation of God's love. You know, that's a powerful revelation. Uh, you know, even if you've grown up in church, you can have a fresh awakening. If you've encountered God's love in the past, you can have a fresh awakening to God's love. And so I don't, I don't know what you need to wake up to this year, this day, this week. But God is calling things awake in us. And so I want us to stand. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just kind of let's kind of turn our hearts towards Him, God. We just we just open up ourselves to You, right now, Holy Spirit, and what You're saying to us personally. We welcome You to speak to us, God. Thank You, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for awakening us to the voice of God. Lord, I want to pray right now. I want to declare anybody who is, who is fighting confusion just in their walk with you, God, in their life, just confusion right now in the name of Jesus. I ask for that cloud of confusion to be blown away. Confusion, you go in the name of Jesus and let the voice of God be heard again. There's, there's some in here who haven't heard the voice in a long time. You know, you've heard God before, you've heard Him in the past, but you feel like, I just, I just can't hear anymore. It just, I, I'm just, I don't know what He's saying. And so I'm just saying, come awake right now to the voice of God. Spirits, every spirit, I speak to every spirit, including myself. I say, come awake. It's okay for our spiritual hearts to beat again right now. Spiritual hearts begin to beat again. Come to life in the name of Jesus, Lord. Awakening to the Word of God. Lord, where the Bible has been confusing, where there's been no understanding, I say, wake up to the truth of the Word of God. Where there's been misunderstandings about the voice of the Spirit, what the Holy Spirit is saying. Wake up to the Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for releasing that, God. We, I just thank you, Lord, for, for encounters with you, Lord. Sometimes you need to get us away in a little small group, Lord. This, it's too big of a group right here. You're going you're gonna to call us away with, 
with you, the Father, with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And and there's going to be there's going to be an encounter. And so I declare, Lord, open openness to encounters with God in every single person in this room. Lord, we and we speak, Lord, right now we say to our city, come awake. Midland, come awake. Wake up, Midland. Wake up. Wake up to the things of God. Let let Jesus shine on you. Rise from the dead and become what you were meant to be. God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for these empty chairs, Lord. And I, I speak to the empty chairs in every church that follows Jesus. And I say, be filled in the name of Jesus. Be filled. Because we need a great harvest in this city, Lord. We need to be awakened to the harvest. We need to be awakened to what you're doing, God. Help us not just walk around half awake. Help us be awake to what you're doing, Lord. That there's people around us that need someone who's awake. That need someone who can see. Lord, they're walking around in darkness. And we're the light. And so we thank you, Lord, for leading us to those people. We, we can grab hold of them and we can shine something into their life where they'll be able to see for the very first time. We surrender to your will, God, for what you want for us this year. We honor you today, God. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the truth of the word of God, Lord. Sink it deep into our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was a good start to the year. Good time with God and one another. Be blessed as you go. And remember, we'll, we will start back here on Wednesday. So if you want to come on Wednesday, we'll be back Wednesday night, 645.